Good afternoon, folks. It's that time again. It's Sam DeMarco here, host of The Elephant in the Room here on WJAS 1320 AM. I'm here joined by the usual suspects. We have John Schneider, Executive Director of the Republican Committee of Allegheny County, and our producer, Dazzling Daryl Grandy. We're also joined by a special guest today, and that special guest is Joe Rocky, a former Chief Risk Officer for PNC Financial Group and our candidate for Allegheny County Executive in this upcoming election. But before we talk to Joe, I want to again talk about how excited we are, John. We have our dinner, our Lincoln Day dinner, upcoming this next Thursday here, April 13th, here at the Wyndham Grand in downtown Pittsburgh. I'm so excited about this. I mean, our previous dinners, I mean, they have set records here. We had Ted Cruz in 2020. We had Governor Ron DeSantis in May of 2021. Last year, we had Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas. And this year, we have new U.S. Senator Katie Britt from Alabama, a rising star in the Republican Party and someone I am very, very interested in hearing from. So I'm excited about this, uh, looking forward to it. And hey, anybody out there, if you are a member of the committee, either the Republican Committee of Allegheny County or the state committee of the PAGOP, and you're interested in attending, please reach out to John Schneider at 412-458-0068 or director at rcac.net. Reach out to John because we have a special deal going here. If you can reach him before Monday, before Monday, we have a special price going on tables uh, because we had a very generous donor step up and offer to help subsidize this. So we're excited for this, and we want everybody to have the opportunity to hear from not just Katie Britt, but, you know, I talked about Katie Britt, but, hey, you know, we're going to be doing a number of things, John. Mm-hmm. We're going to be honoring Jim Roddy, you know, the very first county executive here in Allegheny County, and we're going to be hearing from someone who hopes to follow in his footsteps. And that's our guest here today, Joe Rocky. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sam. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. Now, hey, Joe, the last time we had you on the on, on, on the show, it was a few months ago, okay, you were just entering this thing. You know, tell us, uh, you know, where are you at right now? How do you feel right now coming into this? So, Sam, it's been an, it, it has been almost exactly two months since I was on the show and two months since we really kicked off the campaign, uh, making a public announcement. And, you know, the reception around the county has been exceptional. You know, we had some early events where we invited uh, members of the committees to come. And, of course, uh, we went out uh, to as many committee meetings as we could uh, during the signing uh process and you know throughout that you know had conversations all over Allegheny County about the need for change the opportunity that we have in front of us to you know truly change the direction of the county given the difficulty uh, that that is occurring in the county the challenges we have in the county and Mm -hmm. so I I couldn't be happier with the first uh, several months of this I couldn't be happier with the reception all of you have given to me Um, I look forward to you know for those places I haven't gotten to yet because it's only been two months and I know there's uh, I believe 117 different committees around the county I haven't made it to all of them but I promise you I will be in your backyard uh, soon and uh, you know we're making plans for the spring and the summer and I will be all over the place and I want to hear what everybody has to say what's on their mind Uh, you know I want to hear what you think we need to do in the next four eight and twelve years uh, because that's how long I plan on being uh, in the role. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm glad to hear that you're getting that reception. I can tell you firsthand that I'm hearing from folks who are very excited about your candidacy. I mean, too much. When you first announced you appeared on a local radio show, that host, no friend of conservatives, but reached out and texted me that night and said, hey, I had Joe Rocky on my show. You guys have a real candidate here. And what I'm also hearing is from these folks from these forums that you're attending and they're going out to, they're talking about how surprised and shocked they are because they're used to hearing candidates talking platitudes. You're talking solutions, okay? And that's one of the things I think that's going to set you apart. And as more people get to hear from you, they get to, to hear what you have to say and what your vision for Allegheny County in the future is, I think you're going to find more people being drawn to your cause. Z- Sam, that's exactly right. We had a an event down in the Mon Valley and – you know, there was five of the Democratic candidates and myself there. And, you know, speaking of talking in platitudes, people still are talking in platitudes. Mm-hmm. But but you are correct that, you know, as questions were asked, I answered the questions. I didn't just pontificate, pontificate about, you know, some other topic or just, you know, 
push an agenda that has nothing to do with what the question was about. And at the end, I was actually quite pleased. Uh, the two moderators came up to me. Uh, they said my answers were uh, very powerful and that they were interested in hearing more. And they both said that they didn't uh, believe that a Republican could win in Allegheny County, but they had changed their mind based upon the hour and a half we spent answering questions. And I believe that will be true uh, the more we get a chance to get out into the county, the more we get a chance to get in front of people and give them a real opportunity to hear what we're about, what we're trying to accomplish, and why it's so important right now that we make a, you know, a transition to someone who is going to be practical, is going to implement solutions, and not just you know, look good on television, so to speak. And, and, and that's, that's important. And you know, a lot of folks, I just want to throw another plug out here, John. Um, there's a candidate forum that's taking place upcoming April 12th, I believe. April 12th, right. From 7 to 9 a.m. Actually, it'll start at 8 a.m., but the doors open at 7 a.m. out at Robert Morris University. It'll be at the event center there. Uh, our, we will have a link yes. on our website at www.allegheny.gop. And there's also, I don't know if there's a link out at the Pittsburgh Works site, yes. but Pittsburgh Works is the organization that is taking and organizing and holding this candidate forum. But that's a chance for you folks out there to be able to go and hear from all of these candidates, and in particular, our candidate, Joe Rocky, next Wednesday morning, April 12th, at Robert Morris University at the Event Center. If you have any problem finding that information, again, call John Schneider here or anyone at the office at the Republican Committee of Allegheny County at 412-458-0068. So enough about those plugs, Joe. I'm going to be interested to hear what you have to say. And I plan on attending. I live out in the West. I plan on attending that morning uh, to see you juxtaposed by the other candidates. So, Sam, that particular uh, forum I'm very excited about because it's right at the heart of what I believe is the biggest challenge in Allegheny County, and that's jobs. Mm -hmm. And so the opportunity to hear how our Democratic opponents, whichever one it turns out to be, are going to address the fact that, you know, over the last five years, this county has lost 50,000 jobs. This county has lost more jobs than any other county in either Pennsylvania or Ohio. In fact, the state of Pennsylvania gained 100,000 jobs in the last five years, while Allegheny County lost 50,000, which means every other county added up gained 150,000 jobs, and we right. lost 50,000 jobs. At some point, you have to look in the mirror and say, it must be us. We must mm -hmm. be doing something that we need to change in order to join the rest of the state that is growing jobs. And I believe we have a real opportunity to do that if we're willing to take advantage of the competitive advantages Allegheny County has. But you know, over the last five years, quite frankly, over much longer than five years, we have not been doing that. So we've seen a decline in, in jobs that is having a material impact on the future for everybody in Allegheny County. And of course, what comes with the decline in jobs is a decline in, in individuals living here. We lost 10,000 people in 2022. That is an amazing statistic. So we have 10,000 less citizens in Allegheny County in just one year. And, you know, there's many reasons to contribute to that. But the most important reason is our children are leaving. People are not opting to come here because they don't have a bright future for themselves, for their children, or for their grandchildren. That's what we need to change. That's why the forum uh, on the 12th is going to be so exciting because I have real practical things I believe we should be doing. I'm curious to hear what some of my Democratic uh, opponents will think. As, as am I. I mean, look, uh, you know, I'm involved in county government, so I recognize that many of the problems that we face today, you know, not just here locally, but also statewide and nationally, they're complex. And any type of solution to them is complex. You know, when we look at the loss of jobs, you'll have some folks that will take and point, you know, to the COVID pandemic and the fact that our hospitality industry was hit significantly hard with a loss of almost you know, 18,000 of those 50,000 jobs, right? That's correct. <clears throat> but we also have other challenges here, and it's like, okay, well, great. So that was that problem. So how do we attract new businesses and new industry to come here to this region to take advantage of the incredible work ethic that the people of Western Pennsylvania and Allegheny County have, you know, and to add to our tax base, broadening it so that we can continue to make investments in this region and in the people of this region? What are your ideas? 
in regards to this. So, Sam, I, I think we are in a very unique time in the United States and, and for Allegheny County. And it begins with the pandemic you just mentioned. You know, everyone certainly remembers the number of ships that were sitting outside of the port of Long Beach and the port mm-hmm. of Los Angeles. And, you know, that was an indication that our supply chain, which is very global, you know, really is not serving us well, certainly didn't serve us well in a pandemic, but it was an awakening for America to say, I want my supply chain closer to home. And what better place for it to come back to than Western Pennsylvania, which for most of the last century was the manufacturing headquarters of of the country. And so the opportunity that's in front of us, if we're willing to grasp it and willing to use the strategic advantages we have, it is to pull companies back into Western Pennsylvania. Companies that are in Western Pennsylvania, give them an opportunity to grow, to support you know, industry around our country, not just here, but making things here that go to Detroit, that go to other parts of the country. And, you know, at the end of the day, we will achieve that if we take advantage again of those strategic assets. And you're probably out there saying, so what are the strategic assets, Joe? Well, the very first one is, is, you know, we have an abundance of clean energy available to us if we are willing to take advantage of it. Natural gas is the cleanest of all the fossil fuels. It is cleaner than the fuels that are being used to make these same products elsewhere in the world. While it might result in Allegheny County not being net zero, it will result in the world being greener if we use natural gas here as opposed to coal and other things, you know, in China and India and and the rest of the world. So it's take advantage of the natural gas advantage that we have in front of us. Equally, it's taking advantage of the abundance of water that's in Western Pennsylvania. You know, goes without saying we have three beautiful rivers and a fourth running underneath the city. You know, we have an opportunity to help any manufacturer. Almost every manufacturing process requires water. Can you imagine a corporation that is sitting in southwestern United States, and while there's been a lot of rain over the last couple months there, you know, that is not the long-term future. And inevitably, had that rain not come, many of those companies would have been facing shutdowns during this coming summer. And, you know, what better place to go knock on the door and tell them we have abundant energy, we have abundant water, we have an incredible work ethic, we have amazing innovation that's available coming out of our universities and and the people who live here, a track record of building things exceptionally well, strong unions that do exceptional work. We have all of the assets necessary to bring those jobs to Western Pennsylvania and take the burden off that corporation of worrying about they'll be shut down for three weeks every summer in the future. And so, Sam, it is a matter of having the right leadership. It's a matter of having the right tone as you're talking to these companies and you know a little plug for myself who better to go convince a corporation to bring part or all of their business to western pennsylvania than someone who's been a senior executive in the largest for-profit company in western pennsylvania a company that supports growth through loans and all the other things that pnc has done um you know i will be looking eye to eye with peers talking to them about why it's great to be in Western Pennsylvania. That is another advantage that I bring to the table. Well, Joe, you know, having had the opportunity to get to know you and having been involved in local government as I have been, I have no doubt of your ability to be able to go into these corporate boardrooms or to be able to take and go nationwide and sell the benefits of Allegheny County and why someone should locate here. I do have concerns about how do we take and deal with the activists and the progressives here in this region for whom everything, any industrial activity to them is bad, okay? And it's like, uh, you know, I know uh, where I sit on county council, we frequently, anytime something comes up, they continuously tell us how bad the air quality in this region is, despite it being almost 80% better than it was just 20 years ago. It's light years better than it was before that. But you have these folks who were paid by organizations like Penn Environment or Penn Futures or GASP or Breathe or all these other organizations. They derive money from convincing people that things are terrible, that the sky is falling, okay, and that every you know that, that the air here today is responsible for every problem known to man, particularly asthma and things like this and other pulmonary issues that people are facing. So how do we take and deal with those folks? How do we take and explain to, we may never convince them, but how do we explain to the people that are listening to them about why you know this is good and why we need to take and do this for the future of this region? 
Yeah, Sam, that's a spectacular question. So whether it's air or whether it's, as I said before, you know, focus on Allegheny County has to be net zero or net negative. Um, you know, fundamentally what we have to do is talk with the science. And so I'll use the net zero first and then I'll come back to air. But, you know, I'm in the process of writing an editorial that will show up in, in the local newspapers that is focused directly on the people who are concerned about the environment. And it is bringing forward the point that at the end of the day, Allegheny County being net zero is bad for the world. And we have to get people to understand that. When we, in our small microcosm, make a decision that sounds really good, Allegheny County, we're going to be net zero. What that does is that allows the rest of the world to use coal to make all these products. And so China isn't moving green like we're trying to move green right? They're actually building coal-fired plants as we speak so that they can produce more things and ship them to the United States. What we need to do is think about, you know, if you, you believe in the environment, you believe in the world environment. You believe in global warming is a world issue. And so when we make something in Western Pennsylvania using natural gas, we are actually advancing, moving ourselves to a cleaner world, Right. The only other alternative is is to choose to not have that particular item, which is not really an option as we think about, you know, if you think about you're making a medical tool, right? And mm -hmm. by the way, the majority of those are made in China. If you think about making a medical tool here in Western Pennsylvania, well, the choice isn't not to have the medical tool because we need it for whatever surgery is being done. Wouldn't we rather have that toll being made here with a cleaner natural gas? By the way, that doesn't mean that 20 or 30 years from now, we don't move fully to green. It's just as a world, we're not ready for that. But we can reduce our emissions worldwide by leveraging the cleanest natural energy we have. So you and I understand that. That makes complete sense to us and probably every other rational human being listening to this radio show, okay? But what it doesn't make sense to are the folks who are ignorant and I don't mean that being rude, I just mean uninformed or misinformed, okay, who believe things like they have no idea. Oh, we need to get an electric car. They have no idea how the electricity generated to charge that vehicle is made. They have no idea of how the uh, metals and the minerals necessary, the rare earth minerals that need to be mined to be able to create that battery, okay, or generate it, right? Because this stuff is outside their purview. They're just thinking in this very narrow window. You know, in Allegheny County, they passed something at county council. Again, it was a motion, and it's one of these things that drive me crazy because they have no real effect. But they talked about being net zero here by, like, 2030. Okay? Are you kidding me? I mean, even, the, you know, this isn't going to happen. Okay? Uh, and these folks, they have no idea how everything that they use from some of their clothes, from their glasses, from their smartphones, their computers, their tablets, everything you know, has, is made with some part of a fossil fuel, right? So it's, it's absolutely, to me, it borders on insanity, the fervor with which some of these folks approach this issue. I understand concern for the environment. I think we all do, right? We all want clean air, clean water, you know, clean land, okay? But in every study, study I've ever seen, you know, the environment is always cleanest and best in the states or the countries where economic freedom is the greatest. And that's because you have the resources to put back into taking and cleaning and protecting the environment, right? So, I mean, so that's one of the big challenges we're going to have. Yeah, Sam, the other thing to add to, you know, having the resources is in those environments, we live by our regulations. We actually hold ourselves accountable to them. You know, in other parts of the world, they may have a great regulation they wrote, but they're not living to it. They're actually right. not holding themselves accountable to it. They're not holding their companies accountable to it, right? And so, you know, if you do add a manufacturer here to Western Pennsylvania, what you know is they are going to live and be accountable to the regulations, which are the highest standard for for the environment in the world are here in the United States and in Western Pennsylvania. We know that product, again, stay with just a healthcare tool that is mm -hmm. being used. We know that product is going to be made in the best way for the environment and then provided to the rest of the world to benefit from it. 
By the way, we we'll also have the innovation here coming out of our universities to potentially make that product even better. And again, staying with healthcare, maybe save more lives or allow somebody to recover quicker or whatever the, the dynamic is. Having that occur in our backyard is good for the world. It's good for the environment. And guess what? It's good for Allegheny County. And we should think a little bit about what's good for Allegheny County. You know, we want our school districts to be strong. We want our parks to be clean. We want our streets to be to be clean and safe, right? We want all that. Well, that requires resources. And resources come from a growing economy. And if I go back to what I said earlier in this in in this this broadcast, we've lost 50,000 jobs in the last 5 years. We've lost 10,000 people in the last year in a decline in population. That is not a growing economy. That is not going to serve us well from a revenue base to support the things that we need to be an effective, you know, we are now the 28th uh, largest metropolitan area in the country, to support the 28th metropolitan area in the country. By the way, we were eighth when I was born, and we are the fastest declining in terms of on our way out of the top 50. We are the only metropolitan area in the top 50 to have a loss of people over the last five years. That is a staggering thing that should wake everybody up. You know, at 28, we already have lost influence in Washington, right? Imagine Mm -hmm. how much influence the Pittsburgh, Western Pennsylvania market will have if we're 54th. And I just picked that randomly. But if we're, and, and, and if you think about what that means, and in my opinion, the next county executive is going to define whether we start climbing back up from 28th towards 25 and 20, or whether we're headed to 50 and accelerating our decline. And the impact or the opportunity of the next eight or 12 years of that county executive is going to define where we are and he's going to, he or she is going to lead us in a direction. The trend line's either going to go up or the trend line's going to keep going down. Right. And, and listen, Joe, having, having been a member of the C-suite of a Fortune 500 organization who has made many acquisitions in the past. You are more cognizant than anybody else out here in regards to what organizations or corporations look for when they look to acquire, they look to expand, they look to move into an area. And stability in government is one of them, okay? And, you know, to watch what's going on here where you have these folks that are coming out and basically attacking industry, you know, they're not, they don't, they have no idea because when a company takes and starts to plan, or expansion or a move. It's years, years out. So these people have no idea who may be actually looking at coming here to take advantage of the strategic uh, resources and the things that we have, advantages that we have here. But yet you have our folks trying to make virtue statements, right? Which can only lead to doubt, you know, in the minds of these people making these billion dollar decisions as to whether Allegheny County is the right place to come. And that's why leadership such as yours is absolutely needed here to not just lead through the knowledge set, but to be able to articulate and communicate that to our listeners, to the voters, to the residents of Allegheny County, so they understand what's at stake. Yes, yeah, Sam, I, I could not agree more. I, mean, I You know, it's really easy to look good on, on TV and pontificate some really fancy, you know, highfalutin idea to use one of my mother's old terms, mm-hmm. right? You know, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, what you need is practical solutions that can be implemented. And, you know, practical means things that could be accomplished in a relatively short period of time, right? Not, you know, by the way, again, I'm fully for the environment and I'm fully for, you know, moving us more towards a cleaner world, but doing it in a practical way which also benefits the 1.2 million people in Allegheny County, is what the county executives should be doing. And the best way to benefit the world and Allegheny County is to grow jobs here that allow families to stay here, allow families to have an environment that they live in where they have confidence that they're going to have a future here, that their children are going to have a future here. That all begins by changing the trajectory of both employment and of citizens, you know, the quantity of Mm -hmm. our population. That's what the focus has to be. So we began all this with, I'm really curious to hear (laughs) on on the 12th, next Wednesday, you know, what people have to say and how they're going to actually address it. Right. Well, you're going to hear a guy, one guy will tell you that he's equipped to bring back jobs, but yet he's been sitting down the hall, you know, from the current county executive for the last 24, 25 years and has never solved it to offer any type of solutions there, right? You'll hear from someone else who talks about, oh, we need affordable housing and things like that. And we certainly do. 
while we have over 5,000 vacant properties here in Allegheny County, okay, or excuse me, 5,000 in the city of Pittsburgh, okay, alone. And so there's a lot of stuff going out there. And one of the other things, and we're just about ready for break here, but one of the other things we'll talk about in the next segment, we, I want to continue talking about jobs because, well, we talk about this loss of 50,000 jobs. You know, I talked to the county executive today and he tells me, yes, that's true. But we also have 35,000 unfilled jobs here in Allegheny County because people, we just don't have the skill sets necessary to be able to do those jobs right now. So there's a mismatch between the people that are looking for work and then the people that have the skills or, or the skill sets that the companies are looking for to fill these jobs. And where you have an opportunity as a county executive is to take and work with CCAC, Community College of Allegheny County, our union, our trade unions and things like that, and our universities to try to ensure that they're offering education programs that actually prepare people for these jobs of the 21st century. So, hey, we're going to talk about more in that in the second segment as soon as we get back. This is Sam DeMarco from The Elephant in the Room. We have to go pay some bills. We'll be back in a minute on WJAS 1320 AM. The midterm elections are in the rearview mirror, and now it's time to start finding great school board candidates for 2023. Convince the right candidates to run using the Get Elected app for easy-to-understand voter data and analysis, canvassing tools, and more. Visit getelected.org and show them the path to victory. Get elected. Campaign with confidence. Welcome back, folks, to the Elephant in the Room here on WJAS 1320 AM. In our first segment, we were talking to uh, Joe Rocky here, and when we left you prior to the break... We were talking about jobs. What I was relating was, while Allegheny County has been reported to have lost 50,000 jobs over the last five years, we have also have approximately 35,000 unfilled positions out there currently available today. So I wanted to speak with our guest, Joe Rocky, and ask him what he thinks about how do we take and provide the workforce development necessary to be able to get these people the skills so that they can fill these jobs that are available today. So, so Sam, that's a great question, um, and there's there's many ways we need to prepare, uh, you know, the folks of Allegheny County for the jobs of the future. Um, you know, you mentioned Allegheny Community College. By the way, I personally went to Allegheny Community College for only one, only alumni hey. uh, <laughs> only, only one semester, um, and there's a long story to that. But before I entered Duquesne, I, mm-hmm. I spent a semester at Allegheny Community College. It was a great school, um, and you know, it, it helped me as I moved towards Duquesne. Uh, so, having said that, uh, you know, I think we need to leverage the resources the county has. We we have spectacular schools. We have uh, spectacular secondary education um, in terms of colleges, et cetera. And so, you know, it's really lining up with the employers and and a clear understanding of what are the needs for, for the employees coming out of school. And then, you know, either potentially through activities in high school for, for some of those jobs, trade unions after you come out of high school to, you know, the apprentices programs that are offered, um, you know, as you said, Allegheny Community College, lining Allegheny Community College up directly to offering the the skills that are necessary for employment in 2023 and beyond. And so, uh, you know, the general education in Allegheny Community College offers as you you know, think about transitioning to another school after, like myself, going to Allegheny Community College, transferring credits to Duquesne. You know, that's one part of community college and a very good part of community college. But, you know, enhancing and adding to what the college has already started doing, which is, you know, building skills that can go right out the door of a two-year community college and be right into the employment world. That is a great opportunity for us to focus on. It begins by doing a skills assessment with the employers. What skills do you need and making sure we're building to those skills so that people come out of school and can get a job. The other thing I will throw out, and now you're just getting a little bit of Joe's opinion, but that's part of what one of these shows are about. I really believe that every individual who goes to, 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 to college or any type of training after high school should have a clear understanding of the cost of that training against the starting salary that they will get coming out of that training. And they should align if they're borrowing any money. So now you're getting the banker in me. If they're going to borrow any money, a clear understanding of, hey, if I have to borrow $10,000 and I'm going to come out and make $50,000, that program works. If I have to borrow $100,000 and I'm going to come out and make $50,000, that program is probably not ideal for me to start my life when I'm in my, my young 20s. Mm-hmm. And so really aligning the skills you're going to gain 
what you're paying for those skills to what you're actually going to get paid when you come out. And you mentioned 35,000-inch jobs that are available here in Allegheny County for the skills, you know, if the skills are there in the person applying for the job. We need to help people get those skills. See, Joe, what you're talking about here are solutions to problems. You're actually trying to fix things. And this is what's so frustrating to me today. You know, I hear from folks on the left that are very enthused about President Biden's, you know, unconstitutional, in my opinion, trying to take and, you know, forgive student loan debt. He's not forgiving anything. Someone has to pay for it. But what we're doing, what he's doing is he's not tackling the, the root of the problem, which is the high cost of higher education. And you hit on it right there. You want to take and tie this so that folks can learn, okay, what's it going to cost me to get the education and get the skills necessary for these jobs? And then what can I expect to earn? You know, that's, that's common sense, okay? And it's something that we need a heck of a lot more here in government today. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You know, it's it's being practical, right? Again, it sounds great. We're going to give everybody $10,000 back. And of course, that creates 50 other consequences that nobody seems to want to talk about. So what about the, the individual who came out of school and didn't borrow money, but paid for their own way through school? Do they get $10,000 too? What about the individual who came out of school, chose not to go to school, started their own company, bought their own tools, went to work somewhere, went went into one of the union apprentices shops, et cetera. Do they get $10,000 too, right? Uh, you know, we really have got to think holistically, this is back to my comment before, it sounds really good to pontificate on TV and you look great for a day, right? Mm -hmm. But the practicality, by the way, I don't even know that it will ever get fully implemented, but the practicality of making statements like, let's give everybody who went to college who still owes $10,000, because some people have actually paid it off already, who who still owns $10,000, let's write it off for them, but don't worry about anybody else. You know, This is the equivalent of when you hear those those commercials that say prior sales are final, right? Right. So, boy, I just bought my carpet, and now they have a sale. But prior sales are final. I don't get the discount that the next guy's going to get. Well, you know, you're you're not actually building good behaviors in the country. You're actually going to motivate people to not pay back their student loan, right. waiting for the big surprise that's coming. And everybody said that they believe the default rates to rise as folks anticipate this. And again, how fair is it to make somebody pay? for something that someone else received, okay? And, and, and when you look at this, I mean, I saw some astounding numbers. I thought it was, and, and I, I may be wrong here, but I thought it was like 75% of this debt that they talked about was held by graduate level students. You know, folks that are, you know, engineers, uh, doctors, lawyers, things like that. Folks who are going to be able to earn far more in their careers than the average, you know, man and woman out there, you know, who's just working for working to, you know, make a living, but yet we're asking them to pay for someone else's debt. And again, it doesn't address... The people that went before or the people that are coming after. So the folks next year that are taking out student loans, what's happened to them? And it's not tackling the root of the problem. But this is what the most frustrating thing for me in my other role as a Republican chairman is. How do I educate people so that they understand that, you know, free things, that nothing in life is free, okay? And that you should be voting and electing people based upon their proposed solutions to the problems that you're facing daily and not because somebody's promising to give you candy or a gift that someone else is paying for. Yeah, Sam, uh, you know, at the end of the day, charity is important, right? And so we have many charitable organizations I'm involved in some. And people stumble or something happens in their life and they need assistance along the way to get back on their feet. And, and that's what charity is, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, some of the organizations I'm part of, you know, if you think about, you know, Catholic charities as an example, you know, they provide free dental and free medical care for individuals who, who but for that, would not be taking care of their teeth or their children's teeth or may not be able to get a certain procedure done. So that that's spectacular. That helps people get back on their feet. But, you know, just handing people cash is not the answer. By the way, many people who are on their feet, you know, and still giving them cash is like doubling down on, you know, just bad policy is the only way to say it. You know, I I, I want to stress, I'm, I'm very much in favor of, 
you know, doing the right thing by people in need. Much of the county budget that the county executive is responsible for is about doing just that. Health and human services, assisting in, you know, transitional housing, things of that nature. The county does those things and, and it should and will continue to do those things. When you get into some of these federal programs, which by the way, the county executive has no responsibility over, but when you get into things, you know, that such as what Biden's trying to do, all that is, is trying to placate to a group of people and, you know, get more people to line up behind him because he's giving something free away. When back to where we began, where we really should begin is understanding what is the cost of the education I'm getting lined against how much money am I going to make when I come out and get a job? And given what the county executive's responsibilities are, it would be my job to make sure that what community college was offering was leading people, and by the way, it does today, I don't want to imply it doesn't, but leading people to good employment that justifies what they paid for. Mm -hmm. Well, and I apologize for taking this in a different direction. I didn't mean to. I just wanted to take and, and, and give kudos to you for recognizing that the issue here is the cost of higher education and that you recognize that right off the bat and wanted to tie, make people open their eyes, so to speak, as to what they should be evaluating as they look at the potentially getting an education to get the skills necessary for these 21st century jobs. Now, we were also talking off air, and you wanted to talk a little bit about the airport there. Yeah, so one thing, so we were talking before about doing the right thing and practical solutions. And, you know, I compliment, uh, you know, Rich, uh, the current county executive, Rich Fitzgerald, on what's occurring at the airport. That required incredible leadership from Rich and standing in front of people you know, really taking shots at him that he was going to rebuild the airport for all intents and purposes, do it by using the natural gas that's under the airport to fund it, also putting solar panels and, and, and supporting in that way as well. Uh, so, so not only are we getting a multi-billion dollar investment in the airport, we're going to lower the gate fees, which will make it cheaper for everybody from Western Pennsylvania to fly anywhere because, you know, it's going to cost the the provider, the airlines, less to actually operate here in Western Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And then as, as an extra bonus, we're going to have part of the property available for an incubator for innovative ideas coming out of CMU, Pitt and Duquesne and everywhere else in the county um, to support the growth of, of business in, in Western Pennsylvania. It is a brilliant idea that, that Rich has executed, along with a lot of other folks um, who were involved in it. Yeah, got to give credit to Christina Casotis, the CEO of the Airport Authority there as well. Absolutely, and the whole Airport Authority <laughs> right, itself, yep, to line up behind it. Yep. And, and, and so, so it's, it's a brilliant example of you know, a very big, practical, implementable solution, which is benefiting the people of Allegheny County. We need to do much more of that if we want to change the trend lines of employment and of population decline. See, this is circling back to what we were talking about initially, okay? Um, what can a county executive do in regard to the loss of jobs we had and trying to bring investment and things to the region here? One of the other things a county executive can do, much as Rich has done here, is work with folks like the Allegheny Conference, you know, who is our foremost organization representing industry here and business here in our region to try to ascertain, you know, what are the jobs that we're going to need to fill in the next 10 years, you know, trying to use some forethought into putting this together. You know, what are the jobs we're going to need? What are the skills necessary for those jobs so that we can then work with folks like CCAC, the trade unions, our other organizations, you know, uh, who take and provide workforce development to provide those skills. And that's something the county executive, next county executive can certainly do. Yeah, Sam, uh, the county executive, you know, really needs to be exactly that, an executive who leads. Um, you know, the, you know, creating the right strategy, working with the conference is, is a great example. Creating the right strategy and then implementing that strategy is what the county executive's role is, right? Mm -hmm. So working with, with, you know, by the way, not just in the county, working with our new governor. And getting ourselves clear as to, you know, how do we get investment from the state into the county? I'll give you a, a, a quick story here. So the state of Virginia, uh, two years ago, put $150 million into its state budget to create pad-ready sites for corporations to come and be ready to go, right? The, the site is ready. Build what you need on that site. So 150 sounds like a big number. So they, they doubled down. They put $350 million into this year's budget. Right. 
what we have to do in Pennsylvania and what's the job of the county executive is to get, you know, the, the state to line up behind. Again, we're, we're out in the Mon Valley. The, one of the questions was asked was, what do we do with all of the remaining old steel sites, right? They can't all become retail, right? Right. That's not the future. Right. They can't all become retail. Not with a declining population, right? That's, yeah. that's exactly right. Well, and you know, quite frankly, you can only have so much retail. And, and so can't, they cannibalize each other as well, that, yes. That's exactly right. So, so what we need to do is we need to work with the state. We need to get funds. We need to make those sites ready for industry to move here so that when a company decides, hey, I, I need to expand or I'm going to move from, from X place uh, to somewhere, you know, we don't just get granted that. We have to sell ourselves. We have to be in front of them. They have to know Allegheny County is an inviting place for them to do business. And if we, if we do you know, prepare and put the investment in and get ourselves ready. By the way, we create jobs for ourselves while we're creating mm-hmm. the site. So that's part of it too. But it, it takes leadership. It takes someone who's willing to work with others and help sell that vision and actually lead it to being executed. No, that is a great point there. Something that we certainly need to do. And we're seeing some of that happen. Look what they've done with Mill 19. You know, the former Hazelwood Green site there, okay? Mm -hmm. Look at what's happening down there with CMU, with the Defense Department, robotics industry. I mean, there's there's a lot of great things to happen, but you're right. If we made it so that the site was ready, it would be much more sellable than going to somebody who's looking to move and telling them, hey, where's a particular location? But it could be a decade before we're able to get the permits and do the environmental studies and have everything that's ready for you to move here because we all know of the potential obstacles that pop up and get in the way of these things. We saw just a couple of years ago, <clears throat> U.S. Steel was looking to do a billion and a half dollar investment in the Mon Valley works down here in uh, the Mon Valley. And, you know, they were waiting for permits. There was a lot of things, but they were waiting for permits for almost two years from Allegheny County, Now they, the health department. Now, they became incredibly frustrated with that. When I got involved and started pushing back and, you know, stomping my feet, you know, it comes back, well, that's... You know, it's not the failure of the, the, or the health department. It's not why they made the decision. But that two-year delay allowed so many other things to occur during that period that it made that decision possible when we had folks who had equipment and had materials sitting on the ground there in the Mon Valley just waiting for the okay to go ahead and break ground. Yes, it's, Sam, it's, you know, we're not going to give up on the laws and regulations we have in this area. But, but we can't use those to prevent industry from coming here and doing what they're doing in Ohio, doing what they're doing in Indiana and in West Virginia, right? And clearly soon to be Virginia, right? So these corporations, you know, they love many aspects of Western Pennsylvania. We can't become a burden to them or they will not show up. And by the way, if you're listening, you're thinking, great, I don't want them to show up. Well, then you just have to accept the other side of that consequence. Mm-hmm. The population's going to decline. Your standard of living is going to decline. Even if you're comfortable now, the standard of living around you is going to decline because jobs are going to decline. And that's not a winning formula for anybody. We have to be welcoming. We have to work, again, within the laws and regulations we have. We're not saying, you know, rip laws up and let corporations come in and do whatever they want and dump things in the river. That's, that's not what we're saying. We're saying be a good corporate citizen, but let us help you get here. Let us help you be successful so that you can have 3,000 people working at your plant. And those 3,000 people can go home to a nice neighborhood. They can pay school taxes, which helps every school get better. They can, they can you know, contribute to coaching Little League and, and all the other things that, that families do that make your community that much stronger. By the way, we may even get people to go to the Pirate Games. <laughs> Let's cross our fingers with that. We may get more people to go to the Pirate Games if we can convince Bob Nutting to sell it, you know, and get somebody that will put a real payroll in place. But, hey. That's a whole nother show here, right? <laughs> That's right. But listen, you know, you, you've been out, you've talked to these forums. Is there a particular question that you were asked that, you know, has stuck with you and made an impression that you'd like to talk about today? So, so let, me, let me just talk about one question. So I've been to a couple forums, and they were very topical. So, again, I'm very excited about the forum that's next Wednesday, which is about growing the economy. 
So that's and so these forums have actually not been about that. But I'll, let me talk about affordable housing for a second. And so the question of you know, how do we get more affordable housing into Allegheny County, which is clearly a challenge. We have homelessness as a problem, and we also have people who you know beyond homelessness are in shelters, and and even beyond the folks that are in shelters, we have people that are living in you know facilities that could be better, you know, certainly much better. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, how do you get affordable housing? And, you know, I listened to all of my potential, you know, Democratic candidates that I will run against answer. And it was a lot of the same old, same old. And, you know, so again, I come from a large institution. You know, the fundamental answer to building affordable housing is to take advantage of the affordable housing tax credit program. Okay, so this is going to get very practical. The affordable housing tax credit program wasn't raised for 20 years in this country. It was raised in the late 90s and not again till the tax law change in 2018. So we went 20 years without putting any additional investment into affordable housing from the federal government level. By the way, since 2018, we haven't changed that number again either. And so we wonder why we have an affordable housing crisis. We have affordable housing crisis because the federal government isn't investing the tax credit benefit, which allows developers to come in and build facilities which can be rented for a lower price because the government has provided part of the subsidy to it. Now, how does that help us, Joe? You just gave us a bigger problem. Well, here's how it helps us. We got to get in there and fight for our share of the affordable housing tax credit. We need to go and get, you know, developers and help them understand doing developments in Western Pennsylvania, taking advantage of the the affordable housing tax credit will make profitable investments for them and good standard of living locations for the people who live here. So I'm offering, just going back to, it's a practical, executable solution that aligns to exactly how affordable housing is built. It's not pontificating about you know, we should do X and we should do Y that when, you know, all sounds really great, but it's not practical because it can't be implemented. And so, you know, that's one question where I really feel, and and the feedback I got after that particular forum, where people understood, boy, he kind of knows what he's talking about. And he sounds like he could actually get something implemented. (laughs) All those other ideas, you know, they they sound like the cherry on top of ice cream, but you know what? We shouldn't eat ice cream 24 seven. And so we really need things that can actually be implemented. And I'd ask everyone who's listening to this radio station, everyone who's going to cast a vote, you know, in May and ultimately in November to pick someone who you believe can actually get something done and get done practical things, as opposed to pick someone who sounds really great and says all these big things, but four years from now, we'll be in the exact same place we are here today, probably worse. Yeah, I don't want to offend anybody out there, but you know, you, you can look at this November's election here in Allegheny County as a uh, IQ test, okay? <laughs> you know, it's a test on whether you understand what's necessary to move this region forward or you don't. You know, and we can't afford to continue to have polarization on either both the left and the right, where you only vote, you know, for your team. Okay, obviously, I'm the chairman of the Republican Party. I'm the chairman of the Republican Party because I believe we have the best solutions. But it's up to me to take and help recruit great candidates who are able to articulate those solutions to you, the public, to try to make a difference. And I think we've done that in this case. I think you're going to see that. As you move forward here, we move forward in this election cycle through to the May primary and then on to the general election in November. Now, Joe, I mean, this has been fascinating. We've been talking about this. I'm going to have to have you back because there are other things that we need to discuss. You know, there are, you know, is the county executive, you know, your role is to manage the county government over 6,000 direct employees, Okay. Uh, and guide us in the future here. But there are some things that you don't have direct control over, but that you can use your bully pulpit for. So I look forward to having discussions with you around public safety and in homelessness. I think there's a lot of folks out there that have this disconnect. They are trying to link homelessness and affordable housing, when really, you know, with our homeless, many of these folks are either suffering from drug addiction or some form of mental illness. And the solution to that problem... I think you can add affordable housing in there, but we got to take and help them in all these areas. If you're dealing drugs, these open-air drug markets that we have downtown Pittsburgh need to be shut down. People that are suffering from mental illness, they need to be directed to the county resources that can take and help them, okay? And people, once they're back on their feet, 
need to be steered toward affordable housing where they can then, you know, helpfully with that help, step up and carry forward in their lives, you know, and, and, and making some progress. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to bring up here, we talk about the, the homeless thing here and why I say that there's more involved than just lack of homes is you were involved, Joe, in the building of the Second Avenue Commons, which was a fantastic thing here. For people that are always complaining about nonprofits not paying their share of taxes or not doing their things, I mean, PNC, AHN, UPMC got together and built this shelter downtown, Second Avenue Commons, for the homeless and for people suffering from, I think, domestic abuse and things like that. Correct? Yeah, well, so, you know, to start with homeless, it, you really are 100% right, Sam. You know, individuals are homeless for many, many reasons. And, you know, at the end of the day, we could do a whole show. We're going to have to because we only have topic. two minutes here. Left. Well, so, 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 so let, let, if we only have two minutes, I'm going to steal it and go a different direction. Okay. You know, Sam, I'll be back. I'd love to be back. But but I, I want to tell folks that, you know, I, I really do appreciate the reception that I've received around the county. Um, I really do want to hear from you. I want to hear what your thoughts and ideas are. If you heard something in today's show and you disagree with it or you, you want to add to it, you have a better idea or something that adds to the idea you heard in the show, I want to hear from you. And because and, the way we will make this work is working together. It doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican and independent. The best ideas are the ones we should go and get implemented. So share your ideas. You can find me on VoteRocky.com. Very simple, VoteRocky.com. You know, you can, from there, you can get to, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know, we're out there on all of them. I'd love to hear from folks as to what's on your mind. What are you worried about? What are the issues that the next county executive should address? And how do you hear the answers that I'm offering? And if you don't like them, tell me why you don't like them or, or offer what you think we should do in addition to them. So please, VoteRocky.com. And, and if I haven't been into your community yet, I'm coming. So so get ready for me. Joe, thank you. It has been a pleasure uh, having you on the show today. We're going to have to have you, John. I think we have to look yeah. at it and see if we can schedule them uh, for something for next week or wherever. But Joe, I look forward to seeing you at the Candidate Forum for Pittsburgh Works next Wednesday morning at Robert Morris University in their event center. Doors open at 7 a.m. Event kicks off at 8 a.m. Look forward to seeing you there. And I look forward to having you join us at our dinner, the Lincoln Day Dinner with uh, honoring Jim Roddy and with U.S. Senator Katie Britt, which is going to take place on Thursday, April 13th at the Wyndham Grand Pittsburgh downtown. Folks, uh, we're running out of time here. Never thought this show would go this fast, but it's been great. Uh, We've had some great discussion here with Joe. I look forward to more to come. Until next week, folks. This is Sam DeMarco signing off for The Elephant in the Room on WJAS 1320 AM. And I want to wish everyone a happy Easter and a happy Passover. Have a great day.